All right. This is a Panhel Panhel Primate podcast number. I think four. I think I'm on number fourteen. Um, it's my buddy Austin Tipton's here today. Do you remember when, like, how long ago it was that we met? Were you still in high school? Yeah, I was. Uh, I want to say that was 2008. 2008. It would have had to have been after that because I was already on the fire department, right? Or was, was I not was on yet? It was before the climbing gym opened. It was up. before the. Oh, yeah. It was before. So it would have had to have been. I think the climbing gym opened up late 2009. No, it opened up 2010. When did you graduate high school? Uh, I was in the class of 2009, but I actually graduated 2008. I graduated a semester early. Mm. Wanted to get out of there. So, and did Christian graduate 2009? Yeah, yeah. I was in the same class. I just graduated. You just graduated early. early. So Why did you graduate te- early? Technically 2008. Man, I, like I said, I just wanted to get out of there. Yeah, uh, just done with it? Yeah. And it was it was really easy, actually. I just took a... Well, I was in pre-AP classes for a long time um and then i had to take a english class over the summer and that did it got out a whole semester early so shannon graduated early as well i think she might have graduated a year early but it's surprising to me how many people graduate like early you know yeah and in every single time i've ever talked to one of them you being one of them they always say that they're always like man it's been super it was super easy you know and i'll i'm always like I'm kind of the uh, the kind of guy that just wants to go by their rules, whoever they are. Like, oh, tell me what I need to do. Just open the doors for me. Lead me whatever direction you want to. And I just kind of follow it. But yeah. I do that a lot too. Don't get me wrong. I just, I don't know, something, I was tired of it. Uh, and you kind of hear too that the last semester is kind of a blow off mm-hmm. anyways, you know. It was. Actually, my entire high school, I felt like, was a <laughs> blow-off for me. I wish it hadn't have been. Like, in hindsight, I really wish I had have done better in school and really pushed the whole college um, thing. Granted, I mean, it's worked out great for me. Trade school worked out great for me. But, um, you know, that whole college experience, which we'll get to here in a minute, actually. I got a couple of couple of questions oh, written great. down for Austin Tipton <laughs> yeah, about college. History. Yeah. But um, anyway, I'm going to go into announcements real quick. <clears throat> First thing is, I still do not have a date for the next Panhandle podcast meetup, which Austin was one of the people at the last uh, Panhandle podcast meetup, which what did, what did you think of it? Yeah, it was a, it was a good time. It was a little uh, discombobulated, I think. Very discombobulated, for uh, sure. There's some interesting people there. Uh, I met some new people, really cool people. Uh, but, you know, every, the the desk was a little weird. Yeah, you know, the table. It was, yeah, it was elongated, horizontal. Yeah, yeah. So there was like little clicks. Yeah, made. yeah. Well, and it, it's almost... <clears throat> it, it's It's funny because the way it formed was the first people to get there set on one end. And then it be- it built all the way to the other end. And it I've always faced this problem, even like back in the day going out to eat after church or uh, meeting up with a group of friends to eat. Yeah, Thanksgiving you, dinner. Thanksgiving dinner. You always sit at the elongated tables whenever I really think we should have just like gotten a corner 
of the restaurant to where it's like four square tables instead of one elongated table. But um, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think for this next one. I'm uh, kind of trying to maybe plan the event to be a live podcast. I was going to suggest that. Sh- yeah, that, like that show. Might be a better atmosphere. Yeah, and <clears throat> that way it kind of gets uh, – which I still – I'll have to figure out a guest. And I want to do a musical guest either before or after. Like just do like wow. a little like a little 20-minute set, just something – uh, fun and quick, you know, and um, and then see, I was actually debating on maybe doing them to close the show, and then people can get up and move around and meander and kind of make it like a, you know. But at the same time, I want to give the musician the respect they deserve, you know, like everybody kind of paying attention. So I don't know. I haven't really decided. I'm still working on it, um, but I haven't. I don't have a date. Yet I, I'm going to do a Saturday in January. That's all I know. There was a lot of people who complained. You narrowed it down to four days. Yeah, there's four days. <laughs> it could be one of four days. So keep your calendars clear. And I'm wanting to do like an afternoon thing. Maybe like two in the afternoon. You know, maybe maybe three in the afternoon. Something like that to where it's more of a show up, drink a couple of beers, catch something in the afternoon. Then the crazier people can stay out and hit a bar or something and uh we boring uh, like parents will you know come home and go to bed probably dude i it's crazy how early i go to bed now but anyway uh so that will be we'll we'll see i'm still working on it i don't have any help yet i was really hoping that this thing by now would somebody else would have already taken it over somebody would have said dexter is obviously inadequate in handling these kind of events and i'll step in and take it over but hadn't happened yet i guess i gotta really make it something before somebody wants to mess with it and take it over so but anyway uh panhandle podcast meetup and that again for anybody listening that's not necessarily for fans of this show that's for anybody who is fans of podcasting in general which that's another that's dude i'm like just in this intro, I'm already hitting on all my questions for you, so i got to be careful about that. <laughs> um, the other thing is the race team. I'm not exactly sure even what I'm doing with that yet, but I'm wanting to maybe do uh, <clears throat> pick like the uh, Colfax Half Marathon in Denver is one I'd like to do as a group. Did they just run down Colfax? Um, so I've never actually done it. Shannon did it. And they go through an old fire station, or they go through one of the fire stations. They run, like, straight through the truck bay. You go through the zoo, the Denver Zoo. Okay, yeah. Uh, So that's not—it probably starts and ends on Colfax. Yeah, I think it starts and ends on Colfax, but it's, like, a big—it's a big loop through Denver, you know, through downtown Denver and stuff, so— Shannon talked about it. She said it was a blast. She loved it when she did it. We were there one time, actually, when she was pregnant with Emmett, and we just happened to— um, happened to like be there the same day that it was, mm-hmm. so we just walked through the finish line stuff. And there's party, there's a party going on. Everybody was drinking beer. There was kids playing everywhere. I mean, it was like a a really good time. Just the after party. So I think it'd be really fun to do the whole thing and have the after party. You know, so that's a uh, that's one that I've like started kind of kicking around. And what does it mean to be a team? 
that's still my one of my questions. Like, uh, I want to do like <clears throat> the Panhandle Primate race team, kind of. Maybe make T-shirts. Is that all it takes to be a team? Show up to events. I don't even think you have to go that far, man. Just just call yourself a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. An abstract idea that you're just a team. You're yeah. Together. Maybe you train together. Yeah. Well, see, that's there together. That's the large thing I want is I know Get Fit does some like training runs with with team. They uh, I think I saw that they were doing a maybe a 5K and a 10K like training thing for beginners and stuff, which is really cool. But that's my main thing is I want. So often, I guess running for me personally is such a individual pursuit, you know? Yeah. Shannon likes to run with people and talk the whole time, but to me personally, it's an individual pursuit. But any time you add expectation of others into your individual pursuit, I think it pushes you in that individual pursuit. For instance... I'm going on a climbing trip in two months, which this is hypothetical. I, I'm not going to Waco this like, year. Where's my invite? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually wanting to go to Roy in January. So we probably should get on planning that. Pick like a... Do you have to go on a weekend? Uh, it would be better. Yeah. Okay. We'll try to figure that out. But, um, you know, whenever you start planning to take a trip with a group of people it pushes you to like get in a little bit moderate shape just so that you don't, you're not the one that's like sitting out on every boulder, which is typically me. I mean, I'm typically not in shape for any, me too, man. <laughs> but that's actually a later question. So I'm just going to brush over that and we'll move on. But the race team, um, I don't know what it is yet. I'm just throwing it out there. Hopefully people listening different, you know, maybe we'll get together and do some training runs get together, maybe do some trail runs at the canyon. Um, but also maybe meet up at the, either the climbing gym or just another gym and do like some sort of educational workout that you can then do on your own. I don't know exactly, but uh, then the other announcements I have are check me out on Facebook, the Panhandle Primate podcast page on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, which it's mostly videos of my kid. Like that's what you're gonna see. If you follow me on Instagram, you're gonna see my kid mostly. Um, and then I'm on Twitter, but dude, I I've been on Twitter for a while, and I don't, I just don't get it yet. You know, I haven't plugged in right. I I don't have any followers. I've never done Twitter. Yeah, so it's, I can't. It just doesn't work for me for whatever reason, man. It just hasn't clicked. I, a lot of people really like it, but yeah, I don't know. I try to stay away. From social media as much as possible, but yeah, Twitter, man, it's a different. It's different a different animal. It's a different animal, and certain people like entertainers, like uh, Joe Rogan, is all about Twitter, and they always tweet and stuff. And I don't know, man, I just don't get it. So anyway, follow me on those social media. Reach reach out to me. Website, um, email, whatever. Just. Hit me up if you want to. If you don't want to, just listen. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there now so I don't forget later. But if you uh, are on iTunes, leave me a review. Like, be honest, you know, whatever. If you want to give me a two-star, that's cool. It just lets me know that you're listening. It kind of gives me a gauge for how many people. I don't have any other gauge for, like, that's what Austin and I were just talking about right before this started. 
He's like, I don't know how many people are listening. I have no clue. I have clicks on my website, but a lot of people... What's the app they use? Podkicker. Podkicker on Android. Android, yeah. So uh, I didn't even know it was on Podkicker. So it's kind of funny. Like I didn't even know it was on that platform, but I guess it's just all... I guess... I don't know how they pull it. Yeah, somehow they can find all the podcasts that are out there. Yeah, yeah. And they must go through the internet. Yeah, through through iTunes. They probably pull it from... But see, then they have mine. So I guess maybe it's just an automatic pulls it over. I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) It's all magic, man. All that shit's magic. Even whenever I was like setting all this stuff up, I was just hoping it would work. Because if I had a problem shoot, like, why is my podcast not posting? If I had to problem shoot that, oh, dude, I'm done. I'm done. You know, I, I can't. I'm terrible with technology. So anyway, that gets us through the announcements. So I'm going to jump right into my first, like, question. I, I want to recommend you, or not recommend, uh, compliment you. Oh, yeah. That was actually uh, the quickest you've ever gone through your I know, dude. Right? We're on. No, actually. Well, we're still at 13 minutes. Okay. So, I mean, it feels like it maybe went by faster, but. You know, typically I do I tangent really hard. We did that, but maybe not as not hard. as hard. Well, no, I think we did actually because we're at thirteen minutes, so or fourteen actually. No, we just rolled over fourteen. So um, I'm gonna get. So here's one of my questions. I'll ask you because you're you're an avid podcast listener. You have a lot of experience. Um, should I do my intro without the guest or with the guest? As a listener, what would you prefer? I don't know. I I think with a guest might be better. Yeah, I kind of uh, like it too. I like that. It, it depends if you want to be efficient and get through mm. it, or you know, let the audience see more of the guest. Mm. So far, I've enjoyed it because the guest has always like anytime I've had a guest and I've done the intro, the guest always adds to to it. You know, like it's. It's fun to see them processing it, and then whenever they like interject, it's always usually it's a pretty interesting interjection. So, but so leads me into my first segment, which is podcasting in general. I don't know if you know this, you might know this, but you're the reason that I listen to podcasts. Part of you and Blake Ballou, I believe, are the two. Um, I was, I think you, because you were suggesting Joe Rogan experience, like early days, uh, like in the 300s, probably, right? I mean, that was probably when you started listening to 300 episodes. Yeah, man, I, I don't know the exact number or anything. What, what uh, do you think the first one that really like, grabbed your attention was? Like, which, do you remember? No, I, I can't say that I do. Do you remember when uh, you started listening? It was... I started listening to a lot when I was going to Texas Tech, uh, uh, in between classes, going to classes. Uh, but I was listening before then uh, a little bit, but it really ramped up at Tech. And so that would have been 2012, so maybe yeah. 2010 Yeah, I started listening. Yeah, that's probably what I would, I would guess it was around then, because you told me about, man, it was actually probably after that that I started listening, because... It was after Shannon and I were married that I really started. No, it was before. It was before we were married. About a year before we were married. So it was probably about 2012, 2011. But uh, 
the one that really got me was you suggested um, The Wrath of the Cons. Oh, yeah. Dan Carl and Hardcore History. That's probably got a ton of people. Oh, dude. They, it, it, like, hooked me, like, right off the bat, man. It was like, and I think <clears throat> part of the reason it hooked me was because you had hyped it to me. <laughs> like, you had hyped it, you know? You were like, yeah. dude, this is badass. Like, this is a good podcast. And and you were right, man. Like, that, what that guy does is amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's it's undeniable. Uh, his, his talent, what's his name? Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin. His talent for just telling the story, the research, the hours of research he puts into that. And then I, I'm curious how long it takes him to uh, record a six-hour episode. It must take him over 20 hours. Oh, dude. That. I'm sitting in front of a mic. Mm-hmm. Man, I bet it. Yeah, I bet it's at least that. And then Pages what, of notes. Oh, pages of notes. And then there's probably points where he goes over a section and then he realizes, oh, man. I forgot this. So then he has to go in and chop and cut and edit. You know, it's just, oh, what a, what a labor of love, you know? Mm-hmm. But I almost see it as the next evolution from a professor's lecture. Granted, he doesn't have the accolades as a college professor, but he's more efficient and he's put in the editing time. Like, you know, he's put way more time into that six-hour lecture than uh, off the top kind of what professor does it's not always off the top but it's more free flow than an edited podcast so now um so you were a history major i have a history major history degree yes would that qualify what what is a historian like what what would so uh, I just have a bachelor's so it's pretty uh overall i didn't really focus on stuff you know when you uh when you go higher to get a master's or a PhD, you get way more focused in a certain time period or era or a, a certain idea in history, like a history of economics mm. or history of farming. So right, right, right. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I'm way, I, I've just always been a fan of history. Uh, I thought I was going to be a teacher uh, or go the teacher route. And yeah. I had this crazy education class at tech that totally, uh, killed that dream really i uh i was like if this is the classes i have to go through to become a teacher yeah it's funny because the same thing happened with shannon shannon was kind of on uh she was going to be an english teacher Uh, i think she was thinking high school at that time and she got she started getting into the education classes that you just have to take to be a teacher and she was like this is bullshit i'm out i mean that was actually when she first she quit college the you know, uh, at that time. Cause she was like, well, I don't want to do that. And if that's yeah, the only let's thing, let's pause and let me yeah, reset. Yeah. And then once she reset, she went back to school and now she's crazy driven and wants to go all the way through her doctorate, you know? Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's, uh, she's studying for her GRE right now, actually, or for the GRE, not her GRE, but, awesome. um, but yeah, so like that's, let's see, I got, intro you introduced me to podcasting and then i have here like so i really think that that the introduction that you gave me and blake gave me like both y'all kind of y'all were listening and it like um it grabbed me how grabbed y'all were if that makes sense like y'all were into it and y'all were like in like enthusiastic 
and y'all's enthusiastic nature was like, okay, I've got to do this now. Like, I use the common uh, example of like Kendrick Lamar, how I didn't get his music at first. Um, but everybody was so psyched on him. They were so enthusiastic about him that I kept giving him, like, I was like, okay, I got to listen to him because everybody's saying that this dude is dope, you know? And it was the same thing for podcasting. And it was y'all too, mostly that were like hyping it and pushing it. So, um, I, I have here that no man is an Island because I don't think I would be doing this podcast like right now. If y'all hadn't have hyped it back then, you know, and like really got me, gotten the the bug in me, you know, like the virus infecting me. So, um, thank you for that. Hey, you're so, welcome, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, you know, spreading the seed. Like someone did it to me. I think it was my older brother who really, really got me to listen. To well, it. see that that's the reason that I'm like pushing that Panhandle podcast meetup so much is because whenever you get people like it's a, it's an, Anytime somebody tells me like, oh yeah, I like podcasts, you can instantly tell an aspect of their personality. You know, like you you enjoy almost like the college lecture type scenario where somebody prepares an hour or something, which granted I don't prepare much, but you know, like a uh, radio lab or like a uh, Freakonomics or something, you know, they put out an hour and at the end of that, you have you have gained knowledge, really. Like, knowledge that will probably stay with you for the rest of your life, you know? It's easy for me to remember a podcast over a lecture. I don't remember any lectures from high school, but I remember word-for-word podcasts, you know? Like, I can almost... I almost catch myself quoting them occasionally, you know? It, I, it is definitely a different medium. Pushes you in a different direction, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, um, well... I want to say like Joe yeah. Rogan talks about that a lot, that uh, a lot of people can't sit down for three hours and have a conversation. Uh, it's kind of a dying art mm-hmm. and podcasts celebrate conversations. Mm. Um, and yeah, when you say you can tell something from someone, if they like podcasts, they just can tune out from the social media stuff and pause uh, and just listen and bounce back ideas mm-hmm. with another individual. And that it seems to be like that's going away. It does seem like that's going away. And like a, like a strange, a strange, it's strange to see something disappear like that because like Emmett will never, which granted I, I remember before internet, you know, like I kind of remember we had to like log in and it was like, do, do, do. You know, like you had to dial up and everything, and then the phone line, which there was no cell phones, so the phone line's tied up. Yeah. So your parent or whoever would say, no, you can't get on the internet. Like, what if I get a call and I miss it because you're on the internet, you know? It was just crazy now. Like, now you have multiple devices in your house that are probably all connected to the internet at the same time. You're, like, overly connected to the internet. That's why I was wondering, uh, what are your opinions on like net neutrality? So I'll be honest. I don't, and man, I need to quit saying that because I try to be honest all the time. I need to quit making a caveat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know much. I, I just know the overall view of it. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, I, I'm not I don't a... like regulations. Yeah, like regulations that. terrible. Um, 
yeah, it doesn't look like a good idea. And it just looks like they can, the broadcast companies can charge us more. It's a way for, for the broadcast they're... companies to get back in power. They were completely yeah. losing power and now they're trying to get back in. And so uh, Suddenlink, they did this a couple years ago where they put a cap on your uh, bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Or your download, your internet downloads, or mm-hmm. something. You can only download like twenty gigs of information every month or so. And it, you, my family, definitely noticed it. We had to cut back on our Netflix watching. Uh, you can only download so many games. So, a month. so this is this is a little bit of where I'm going. So, because I've been thinking about this uh, today, I read a lot, like the fa- you know, the the Facebook. The Facebook was set ablaze, you know, with everybody that was super mad about it passing and it going through. And I was sitting there kind of like thinking about it and trying to imagine it and thinking like, what if a uh, hundred years ago, the horse cart maker that's now going out of business because the automobiles are taking over mm-hmm. and they're like, we got to put some kind of a cap on these because it's destroying an industry or whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, if they had been able to do that and they could have, like, restricted cars progression, like, would it have ever even worked? Like, there, it, so, you know, you remember Kazar, uh, Kazaw? Yeah. Uh, Kazaw, Napster. Napster, all these things uh, that. LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire, all these ways of getting around the system. And, so as soon as you develop a system, as soon as you tell somebody they can't go somewhere, the first thing that happens is people find a way around the gate that you built, you know, over the fence that you built. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's inevitable that there's going to be as soon as they start capping or closing or controlling, it's just going to it, it's going to explode piracy. Like it just happens. It's like a natural human reaction. So I was kind of wondering and thinking today, like, what if it's a way of spurring innovation? Now, so this has kind of already happened with the internet in China. Uh, China clamps down on their internet. They're, you can only, if you're on China's broadband or whatever, you can only look at stuff they've approved. But mm. there is a, I forget the name of it. I think it starts with a T, but it's a way to go around that. Well, I've heard like North Korea only has like three. I've heard that they only have like three websites you can go uh, to or something imagine. like that, which is crazy. You know, you like think about it and it's like, what? You know, like poor so, souls. Poor, We're so lucky. So, poor We're so souls, lucky. dude. It, it, we are so lucky, you know, like so many times it, and it amazes me the whole like social justice warrior, like get up on your pedestal and march when it's like, dude, you can go to the grocery store and buy food. You can get on your computer and talk to anybody in the world. Like all these things that are amazing, not to downplay like their their call because I'm not saying that they're not legitimate in their in what they're wanting or what they're pushing for, but it's like, man, if you're an American, you're blessed. Period. No matter if you're the darkest American or the richest American or whatever, just being able to say I'm an American citizen puts you so far above what it's meant to be a human or meant to be a peasant for thousands of years before so you know like think about think about 1500 uh england being a peasant then 
that would have sucked balls, man. You know, like you're getting burned at the stake if you say some of the stuff that we like flippantly say today, you know, or dress the way that we dress. But uh, it is interesting. I I don't know much about net neutrality either. And granted, it'll probably, since I'm trying to do something on the internet, it'll probably affect me somehow, you know? Yeah, it's going mean, sure, to affect everybody yeah. in a way, but... Who knows exactly what the ramifications are? I don't even think the people passing the passing the bill or whatever even know what the ramifications are going to be. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a long process. I just don't like uh, a bunch of the lobbying behind net neutrality came out, and you see this senator accepted seventy grand to mm-hmm. vote yes on net neutrality, and man, that's an eye opener. Just seeing all of all of that lobbying. That senator made more money than I make all year just by one lobbyist pitching him a bone, like throwing him a bone, you know? And you know what? He works in government. That might never affect him. I'm getting like a weird buzz. Oh, I think it's my headphones. I think we're good. I think it's just my headphones. But um, yeah, I know. It's just crazy, man. Like... The whole system seems jacked, and it seems like there's always this like this uh, wavelength of Americans that are like so uh, maybe delusional that they believe like, oh wait, the system was set up one way, and it's something's broken with it. But I kind of wonder if it was set up this way from the get go. It was set up to where the rich can can manipulate and control the system how they need to control it at that time you know we because even back in the day you had to own land you had to own a farm to even be able to vote Mm -hmm. it wasn't like just women were denied or just uh black people were denied or i mean anybody who wasn't white it was like you could still be white and not own land and you couldn't vote you know it was set up to where it was like no the aristocracy runs this thing you know like the rich the strong the powerful the smart in a lot of ways not to say that they're not smart and don't know what's going on but they don't care about the peasants necessarily they just care about the peasants so far as can we keep the factories going can we keep them buying shit that they don't need so that we can keep this exponential growth you know black friday and christmas you know can we get them buying a bunch of shit it's kind of crazy to me but i don't i don't know that was that was a digression. Where are we at? Are we talking about net neutrality, man? We're talking about net neutrality. I think that's definitely a theme throughout human history. The there's definitely always been elites. Even like a, if you're in a tribe, there's a chief of the tribe, a witch doctor, the chief's wife. You know, they're the top dogs. Mm-hmm. But uh, in the maybe that's the way it should be though. In nature, there's the alphas. You know, it, there's always a pecking order. I think there should always be a pecking order, and I agree. I agree with that. But the my problem comes when it's like uh, there there's a there's a pecking order and there's a job to be done. But when you start valuing certain jobs over other jobs, you have a breakdown in society. Like, and I think that's what we're dealing with now. Is like the uh, the being a parent hasn't been um exalted in america in a long time that's the reason we have frozen dinners 
and we have so much fast food and we have so many restaurants to eat out. It's because they assume both parents are going to be sticking their kid in a daycare, rushing around, never living life, right? Never being around the people that you love. Your your people are around their office workers or their coworkers more than they're around their family, more than they're around the people that they love, you know? It's like who's your family at that point? Who you work with? That's that's who you're spending the majority of your time with. That's what you're spending the majority of your life with unless you're lucky enough to retire by 65. And then you're an old person, you know, you're an old broken down person. Like now you get to enjoy your money. Now you get to enjoy your time after you're too old to, not to say that that's too old to enjoy anything. I mean, I don't want to offend my older listeners if I have any, but it's the whole system seems like it's set up to screw you over, you know, maybe not. What do you think? Uh, I don't know if it's set up. It's a, it's a good challenge they put forth uh it's kind of how you play it um you know you can save for retirement if you save more you you can retire earlier or if you spend more go on more vacations you're gonna have to work a little bit more retire at a later age uh yeah i've man i've only been working for over a little over three years now at a eight to five job and it's it's somewhat beating me down already. Uh, yeah, I think there's a. You just think there's a better way to be more productive. Yeah, there has to be a better way. Um, some jobs I know are doing like a nine to four or a nine to five now, um, and or work through lunch and you can get a half day on Friday, something like that. Work through lunch. What the Monday fuck? through Thursday. I know. I mean, like, that's the thing, man. It's like you are granted your time. Grant I mean, I'm I'm blessed at the fire department. I got a great job. I got a great culture that I've plugged into. And a lot of the times we're given a little bit more leeway because we might be up at two in the morning, three in the morning. We might spend all night up, you know, yeah. depending on what station or who who's having problems that night. But, man, this whole, like, office, like, you go into most, we go on calls into offices where it's just cubicles, just lines and lines and lines of cubicles, just hundreds of people tapping at, tapping at keyboards. Locked into the matrix. And they're all overweight. They're all, like, look like they're just drained of life. And it's like, man, what are we sacrificing as a society? for progress or what are we sacrificing for productivity you know we're sacrificing these people's sanity you know these people's health we're saying no you know what is the most valuable to me that you can do you can sit in this chair you can type it type at a keyboard maybe answer some phones for 40 hours a week that's the most value you can give my society you know or me it's like we don't value their creativity or their anything like that, you know. It's it's a ta- it's like a machine. And we probably have machines that can do the job better now, you know? Like that's the other thing that's crazy is like Yeah, or soon in the future. Very soon in the future. So I think we really do need to be thinking as like a larger society, like what do we value 
or what is a human being valuable for, you know? Like, actually start thinking of it as a mechanistic thing. Like, we have them literally in the observable few, like observable universe, they know more about our sun in the center of our solar system than they do about our brain and our head, you know? The, the chemistry, like, they don't know what is a memory, what is consciousness, what is experience, all these things we don't really know. Will we ever know? We might not ever know, but that's what I'm saying is we are dealing with the most complex thing that we can observe is within the every single person you come into contact with, no matter how dumb they are or out of it, their brain in their head is the most complex thing that we can observe in our observable universe. And let's stick them in a cubicle. It's just crazy to me. You know, it just seems crazy to me. Yeah, that's how this house of cards is built right now. So is uh, is cubicles? Uh, just being a a service economy. Yeah, where it's it's most efficient for you to have a job sitting at a desk all day. Yeah. Um. You know, 150 years ago, most people farmed and were self-sufficient. They they only farmed for them and their community. They didn't really, you know, ship to India a bunch of cotton. Yeah. Um, it, it's totally changed now. Uh, man, it's... I don't really know what to say. It's just, it's where we're at. And uh, I, we're in... I think history is a long uh, transitional period and it takes a while. And that's the old people always complain about the, the younger generation. generation and the young generations always innovating in a different way. Right. You're uh, like, yeah, what I, what I kind of picked, or I was talking to Shannon actually about this a little earlier. And it's like <clears throat> one generation at whenever they hit 25, there's like a vase on a table and they're like, this vase is shitty. So they throw it against the wall. And they're like, I'm going to build a new vase. So they pick up all the pieces and they reassemble the vase and they get it all put back together. And they say, that's the perfect vase. Right about the time that the next generation's hitting 25 and they look at that now perfect vase and say, that's a shitty vase. And they throw it against the wall and then they rebuild it and they rebuild it. So it's like you're rebuilding the same vase every time. Vase? Is vase the right word there? Is it vase or vase? Either way, man. Either way. But anyway, you're rebuilding the same thing instead of saying, well, how about we leave that there and we just do something completely different? Or we put something on the shelf next to it. Instead of trying to rebuild the same thing, this same like concept of I give you money, you give me this, I give you this, you give me this. It's like, like you said, a service economy earlier. Like what what would it look like to be a production economy, not a service economy? Not China. <laughs> I, well, I guess maybe it would look like China, which isn't necessarily great for the people that are in it either, you know. Their numbers know. are up. Yeah, that's true. Up, but yeah, it, the ways you measure productivity yeah. in the current system are yeah. up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a which so we've made it through one of my points so far. My next awesome. my next question was going to be 
like since you went to school for history, what is it exactly that you like? What drew you to to history to study history? Um, because I you were you went to AC right and got a, a associate's degree in photography, an associate's in photography, and then you went to to tech and you got a degree in history. Mm-hmm. So like, what made you choose history when you were going down to tech? Uh, well, almost I, I wasn't fond of learning too much else. My mind's kind of changed on that right now. But uh, at the time, I I was I hadn't done math since high school. I still haven't done hardcore math since high school. Um, yeah, since I was a little kid, I was always into. Uh, war and soldiers and that's what i think really blossomed my love of history and since then i've i've moved on from just focusing on war and everything but uh man it my only answer is i i didn't want to do anything else just want you like you were like these are my options and out of my options yeah. i like history the I best like history yeah don't know what i'm gonna do with it it's still still festering I in my job now I do use it but in a different way a way I never thought I'd be using it. Yeah, that and it is interesting like uh which people don't know you're a landman now, right? Yeah, I'm a petroleum landman. So you go in and you you research um land rights basically, right? Who uh, owns it or Yeah, yeah. Uh learn who has the title to the minerals and the the land and compile that together get all the documents all the transactions of the what what's the oldest document that you've come across do you remember uh 1860s 1860s 1870s really yeah i mean there's still comanches up here in 1860s yeah dude that's crazy are they command do that did any of them own the land at all uh no you see that more in oklahoma there's the indian territory and everything oh okay uh no not not really around here isn't that crazy Texas loves private land. Yeah. And uh, there's no Indian reservations in Texas. We, we kicked them all out. Sadly. Wow. No. Dude, that is crazy to think about. There's like no Indian reservations in an area that was completely inhabited by Indians. Yeah. Like, uh, they were all over this place. Oh, the Comanches are so cool and nuts. Uh, I mean, they were the last big American empire. Which that was Quanta Parker, in- right? Native empire. Uh yeah, he was their last chief. The last chief. Uh, when they were free, free reign. Have you read uh, Empire of the Summer Moon? Yes, is, it, is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I think Summer so. Sun. Yeah. Moon. Moon. So uh, the Comanche Moon is a big full moon, and that's when they would raid at oh, night. That's what's yeah. called Comanche Moon. Yeah, nice. I often wonder that, man. Like, think about it. It's like, could you imagine? Well, not only just being an Indian back then. But no electric grid, no light, no gas, no, no, uh, what we like consider basic existence now, you know, none of that. Like when the sun went down, the only thing you could see by is firelight from then until the morning, like, yeah, or, or, moonlight, or moonlight, yeah. moon, moonlight, which is a different kind of casts a different feel. I mean, what? We used to go climbing on full moons down in the canyon, and it's like the the emote, like just the feeling of seeing 
that landscape just bathed in moonlight. It's like it's different than seeing it in the sunlight, you know. Like it, yeah, you definitely. see a different side of of the land, and it's like I it. That's one of the things that I think is we didn't realize, or they didn't realize they were sacri- the Indians probably did, but the Westerners didn't realize that they were sacrificing the physiological effects of being like a wild human. You know, they just, they're savages, they've got to go, we've got to kill them. You know, we've got to take this land and we've got to use it for something. When it's like, man, what if it was already being used for something? Like, larger than productivity. You know, like, these Indians, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I can't even imagine what what they thought like, you know? Being these savages, you know, savages in air quotes, you know, like I don't think that they were any different than we are now. Yeah. You I mean, know, you could have easily called the the settlers savages. Yeah, well. probably more so savages. I mean, they were they were pushing into area that didn't need them to say, oh, I have to be here. Well, I mean, the Comanches conquered as well. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, it, it's just they, you know, try to paint them as as the bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happens all the time. In the good guys, bad guys, right? We want to make everything a comic book. Yeah. Everything has to be a Marvel superhero yeah. movie with a good guy and a bad guy. It's, it's very rare that things are that white and black. Yeah, yeah. So what is your favorite era? Like if you had to, like let's say you're going on to your oh, man. doctorate. Like what would you, what era would you select? Hmm. That's a good one. I've never, never really thought too much about that because I, I never don't intend it. Yeah, I, man, going back to school is the farthest thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it would be the, the kind of the conquering of the West stage. Yeah. 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 So that'd be like eighteen. Uh yeah, let's say like eighteen thirty forty to eighteen eighty. Yeah. Have you read any Patricia Limerick? Oh, I can't even remember what the name of the book was now. Uh, I have it out there, but yeah, she kind of like talks a lot about that and how the frontier, like the people on the frontier, we like to like paint them as these like pioneers and these independent souls who went out west to strike riches and this and that but they were actually like pawns and corporate like in the hands of corporations like corporations owned all the food that was being sent out so they were only eating canned food they were like only like they had to buy what was given to them essentially you know like they're it, it, it paints a lot less Beautiful. I don't exactly the words escaping me right now. Glorious, uh, glamorized view of the West. And yeah, you're like, oh, that kind of sounds like today. Yeah, yeah, it kind of sounds like they were going out for money. You know, like, hey, you're poor here. You want to be rich over there? Okay, you get over there. You're still poor, but yeah, I saw a crazy uh, statistic on the internet this week that the East Indian Trading Company. Yeah, or the East Dutch, it, there was Dusties. An, there was an East Indian trading company that that's the one that was response that was uh they were based in England 
And they were the ones that were really responsible for like the majority of. I want to say Dutch is in there somewhere. Dutch, Dutch was East Indian Chain Company, maybe. The Dutch, but they East, were I don't know. they were worth thirteen trillion at their height. Oh, in today's money, if you you know, thirteen trillion yeah. dollars, dude. Yeah. Huh. That's what's ridiculous, man. Like Shannon's been watching the uh, the Crown mm-hmm. about. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And every time I'm watching that, I'm like, man, fuck these people, dude. <laughs> like, they literally were fucking the world. But at least they were, like, prim and proper. And, oh, man, you know, like, they had to... They were forced into it. They had to be royal. Why? Because the 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 peasants need royalty to follow. The, the country would fall apart. And it's like, no. They were worth trillions of dollars. They were... They were the mob bosses. What came first, though? The power hungry or someone wanting you to become king? That's a good question. And, and I, think it's, I think it's one of those things like the person who – it's like Trump. You know, Trump wanted to be president, no doubt. But there was a lot of people who wanted Trump to be president. That that didn't want to be presidents themselves. They didn't want to step into the limelight, but they were like, "I we want a lot of this stuff done." And Trump's dumb enough to run for president. So, I one of the coolest parts of Trump's presidency is Obama said, called him out and said, "One thing I will be that you will never be is president." That's true. That is true. In front of like everybody. Yes. With, oh man that i mean is he eating his words now? well see and that is one of the things about trump is like i i love him and hate him at the same time like it's like one of those things like i respect him so much for being this guy who's like no i believe i can be president and i'm gonna be president but at the same time it's he's such a douche that it, like that's what i never got so i could never get a over him being the host of The Apprentice. Yeah. Like, right there, he's out. I didn't watch The Apprentice. I thought that show was stupid as hell. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like him then. Like, he was, you're fired. You know, he's a big boardroom yeah. and everything. It was just like, and then he announces that he's going to run for president. And I was, like, that was the first thing I thought. Dude, he's a reality TV star, you know? Like, he is Hollywood. Like, he's as Hollywood as anybody. You know, I, I don't know if you could call him Hollywood. Like first, he was the real estate mogul. Yeah, he's always mm. been that. Uh, I think he dabbled in reality TV. Yeah, he was actually successful in it. Yeah, he was successful um, in it. That's no doubt. But I don't know if you can call him Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood despises him. Well, now Most he was Hollywood. a Democrat. Oh yeah, for years and, and years. That's another hilarious thing. Yeah, he was just playing both sides. Oh yeah, dude, he like doesn't give a, a shit, man. He doesn't give a shit. That's a, that's the funniest part. Is like everybody's like, no, Trump believes everything he's saying. It's like, have you listened to this guy? Like he used to be a Democrat. He gave money to Hillary Clinton. He gave money to Bill Clinton. You know, like he. I don't know if he gave money to Hillary Clinton, no, but I, he he did give money to Bill Clinton for sure. Mm-hmm. You know. And those campaigns, and it's just like one of those things. Like it's like he's obviously playing the the country. Not to say everything he's doing is evil or bad or whatever. It's just like it's just one of those things. Like if you see a guy flaunting, it's like rappers when they tell you like I'm a, uh, everybody loves me. Yeah, everybody loves me. And then you listen to their song and you're like I kind of like him. 
but I'm pissed because he's telling me I'm supposed to like him. You know, it's like a little <laughs> frustrating at the same time. Mind tricks. Yeah, mind tricks. He's a he's definitely he's he's adept in the force. It might be the dark side of the force, Trump, but he's definitely got some Jedi stuff going on. He's definitely got some yeah. mind control and some high. Uh... Mitochondria. Yeah, uh, midichlorian. Midichlorian. Mitochondria. <laughs> you got too real. You got too college on me right there. That's hilarious. So, um, so uh, let's see. What podcast do you currently listen to? Uh, to so bring de- it back. Yeah, definitely, definitely Joe Rogan. That's, oh, that's always, I always listen to that. Not summer hits, summer misses. Yeah. Um, I'm a big MMA fan. I like comedy, though he can go too hard on the comedy sometimes. I think. What do you mean? Uh, well, just when he's talking about all the gigs and like bombing or oh yeah, murdering and stuff like that. Yeah, gets into it. Yeah, or, or I don't know. I love when comedians come on though. Oh yeah, and, and they just giggle the whole. Yeah, time. I, I giggle. just love that. Uh, <laughs> There's a really good climbing podcast, uh, Enormo Cast. Have you heard of that? Man, I have heard of that. So we were at the Red Rock Rendezvous. Have You've never been. No. You need to go. I've never been to Red Rock, Vegas. I'm you need Vegas. to go to Red Rocks. You need to go to the Red Rock Rendezvous. Now, Vegas, the Strip, I would maybe leave out. <laughs> I haven't had good experiences on really? the Strip. Yeah, we Shannon and I always end up just getting like drunk and... Like, you know, like not losing money. (laughs) No, actually, we haven't ever lost money there. We played slots, and one time, I think Shannon, like, it was like the lat were like leaving, right? And we had a couple of, I don't know if it was tokens or what we were playing with, but Shannon threw a couple in and pulled it a couple of times, and dude, we want some money. So we actually left, and we maybe exchanged like 50 bucks you know it's not like we did a lot yeah. but she hit she hit on the jack which that it would be more fun to go i think as a group mm-hmm. and maybe have a point we were just kind of like hey what's the strip let's just walk around and then like before we know it every single every single time people were buying us beers and drinks and shots and whatever and it's like you get way drunker than you intend like it wasn't an intended thing. Just it was random like we, people. Random. Pe- well, we ended up sitting next to this guy, and this guy was a baller. I can't remember. He did something with tractors. I think John Deere, and he had like an assistant that was kind of like his girlfriend, That's but weird. she was yeah. It was real. <laughs> it was real awkward. But she started talking to Shannon, and then I get to talking to this guy. And before I know it, Shannon's drunk, dude. Like, they had been buying her just shot after shot after shot. And I was just drinking beers with this guy. And I was pretty drunk, you know. It was like, so we walk into this place for one beer. And then, like, four hours later, we're, like, stumbling out. And it's like, oh, this is, it was crazy. It was crazy, you know. But Red Rock Rendezvous, they actually did a live Enormo cast from there. Yeah. And it was really cool, man. Like, just... The the outdoor community parties pretty hard, but it's in a different way than Vegas parties hard. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And the the people you meet at the Red Rock Rendezvous, like, every single person was interesting and cool. Every single person. Like, uh, the pros, all the pros that were there and, like, leading the clinics and stuff, dude, they were just as happy to be there as everybody else. 
and they were as psyched as everybody else, you know, like, so people were coming up to him and saying, like, you are who, you are whoever, and they were like, I am, like, that. that's cool that you know who I am, you know, like, it was just, it's a really great atmosphere, beautiful people, beautiful place, but Enormo Cat, Enormo Cast? Yeah. They yeah. were there, they did a live show, it was really good. I'm not quite sure where they get that from, the, the name Enormo, but, uh. Yeah, no, it's it's just good. There, a bunch of climbers come on. It's mainly like roped climbing. Oh yeah, trad and sport. It's not nice. A, they do a bunch of or very little. Bowling, do you know where they're but, based out of? Um, Carbondale. Oh really, Carbondale. Nice. I think so. Yeah. Huh. What other podcasts? You got any others? Uh, Harmon Town. Have you ever listened to that? Uh uh-uh. uh So there's a documentary about this, but it's uh the main guy's Dan Harmon. He's uh the creator of. Uh, the show Community. Okay. And, uh, Rick and Morty. Oh. Yeah, he was on Duncan Trussell's podcast not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, and Duncan Trussell's been on his podcast. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, but it's really silly. And it's de- definitely, they lean to the left politically. Oh, yeah. And they, they always bring it up. But it's, I just love, it's so entertaining. Still good. I, I laugh so hard. Nice. Nice. Um, he rat he freestyles a lot. Oh really? And yeah, it's just so silly. Is he good? No, I would say <laughs> he's good. He's better than me. Yeah, better but. than you. Do you freestyle? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, nice. It's fun. Man. It is fun, man. Like that's the thing is so. I think I talked about this just on my last podcast, so I won't go too in depth. But whenever I go for a run, every time I go for a run, I have like now I have like the rap new raps is my new playlist but like every like two months or so i'll like create a new playlist and do you know odyssey i've heard of o-d-d-i-s-e-e actually i'll end the podcast today with this song but uh it's afterthought and it's just an instrumental and dude like every time i'm running and that song comes on i just start like instantly in my head start thinking of like raps you know it's like almost i can't even help it almost you know not to say that any of them are like particularly profound or anything but it is man it's just like fun to see where your mind goes you know like see what you're actually thinking about Mm -hmm. because so often people don't know what they're actually thinking in their head you know it's like the you know when people say i'm gonna ask you a couple questions and say the first thing that comes to your mind that's what freestyling is that is yeah because uh, you don't have time to be like no I, that sounds weird i want to phrase it differently you right don't have time for you it. don't have time for yeah. it you just gotta spit out whatever you gotta is make sure it rhymes or yep. like you can come back to it and rhyme it again well and see that's what's interesting like Shannon and I were talking about it earlier, you know, with like word fillers, she was complaining. I was listening to a Duncan Trussell podcast, like as I was washing dishes and they were cussing a lot. They were saying F, 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 F this, you know, they were using it in different ways the whole time. But she was just saying, you know, like, I hate when people do that because it's just word fill. It's like a filler, you know, and and we were kind of got to tie and grant she's into linguistics and stuff. So we were kind of talking a little bit more about like the study of what is happening. What are you doing when you're trying to like, say like, or like, like, you know, like you, you use you're these, buying time. you're buying time. Exactly. You're trying to, your brain is trying to, trying to, uh, put it into context what you're about to try to spit out of your mouth, you know? And so it's really cool to, 
to see like freestyling. Granted, I get I drop down rabbit holes all the time on YouTube trying to watch people freestyle. Well, and then it's it's a weird thing. A lot of people call freestyles something that's written, right? Not, so there's like off the dome, which is what we're thinking of as freestyle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then freestyles can be written, right? It's uh, and you're just trying to fit it to whatever beat they give. Like that's kind of the trick yeah. to it. But see, like uh, Lupe Fiasco. Um, oh, I'm going blank on his name right now. It's not Future. I'm sure Future. Well, and like they say, Jay Z never writes anything down. It's all in his head. Well, and they say that with Lil Wayne too. Lil Wayne used to never write anything down, which that doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, it, like it. It's like why wouldn't you write it down? Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. What awesome rhymes have you thought of that were just lost? Yeah, just completely gone. <laughs> but granted, that might be how they, how they process. You don't get Kendrick Lamar without writing some shit down. Though. Yeah, I don't feel like. Yeah, like it's so complex and intricate, and the wordplay is to such a high level that I feel like, I feel like you have to write that down. Because it's a craft. It's like that's like saying Shakespeare never wrote down any of his plays. It's like, what? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever, dude. You know, he was writing and crafting and working and like mulling over sections over and over and fine tuning and you know dialing it in. Really, you know. But then again, people have memorized the whole Bible, which that's just that's true. I actually worked with. A, have I ever told you about Martin? Mm-hmm. I worked I with this dude at the Grand Exchange and. One time I got on my one of my kicks where I just rant and be crazy or whatever. And the whole time I was, we were talking about the Bible, we were talking about something about the Bible. And I'm just spitting out, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like referencing all these different things that I've heard. I don't know where they're at. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, Dude, the whole time he's sitting there just jotting down, just writing. And at the end of my like 10-minute rant about whatever bullshit I was talking about – he hands me the paper and it has every single book of the Bible with the verse or with the with the chapter and the verse that I referenced wow. as I was just spewing whatever I was spewing. It was incredible, like savant type shit. And he just did it like boom. And it was it was incredible because then I go back and I'm like looking up different stuff that he had written down and they were spot on. Like it was like nailed exactly what I was talking about. It was like Leviticus twenty seven three. Was it? It was American Standard or King James? Uh, I think it was King James. He so he was a Jehovah's Witness. Oh no! What it went King James? What is Jehovah's Witness? What what book do they use? Man, I'm not sure. I can't remember, but it was whatever. Well, well they they have like their own playbook kind of. Yeah. Oh, do they? Do the Jehovah's Witnesses? Pretty sure. Yeah, they might. But anyway, dude, spot on and like nail. That's a good point, you know. People do memorize some crazy shit that you're like, what? I can't How put it past. Do people? that, like we were saying, the brain's insane. Oh, dude, it's it is so insane, complex. and and so often we, our brain is limited by what we do to it, or what we do before, or after. Or, you know, it's so. Uh, it's so dependent upon the moment as what we're doing and what happens. It's kind of a crazy process uh getting all that but freestyling and we got all, way off topic because we were talking what was that we're freestyling yeah what was the name of that uh, podcast oh yeah dan Harmon. dan or, no, Har- Harmon town is the podcast. Harmon town yeah yeah uh 
one of his guys who's always on it, um, Jeff. Yeah, I'm blanking on his last name. All right, he's from he he was one of the people on uh, whose line is it anyways. Oh, uh, Jeff Davis. That's just yeah, dude. Nice, Jeff Davis. He's the tall yeah. one, right? Yeah. Whose line is it anyway? Was a great show, dude. Awesome. That was all yeah. ad lib. Yeah. What all yeah. ad lib? Those dudes were hilarious. Drew Carey was the least funny person on that show, and he's pretty funny, no doubt. You know, he's a funny dude. Oh yeah. But um. So, all right, we're covered pod. You got any more? You got any other ones that are, um, like, jumping out at you that you want to tell to the world? That's the thing. People don't realize the world is listening to this podcast. Yeah, well, whoever clicks on the world listens to this point. <laughs> I know. And listens to this point. That's the kicker. Putting that's ourselves the, out here. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to this one guy. He's just hilarious. He's a comedian as well. Uh, Theo Vaughn. Mm. Uh I've been listening to this past weekend of his. He just gives advice. That's kind of the what the podcast is focused on. But he just has the craziest stories. Man. Really? Uh, he lived or he grew up in Louisiana. His dad was like six in his sixties when he was born. Whew. Yeah. Um, oh, he was on Road Rules. MTV. Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. So that's where like he first got into showbiz, okay. but now he's a comedian. Nice man. I he was on Joe Rogan one day. Okay, and that see that's how I've I've actually found like ninety percent of the podcast. So tangentially speaking, with Chris Ryan mm-hmm. and Duncan Trussell Family Hour, those are like my and then Joe Rogan experience. Those yeah. are my top three, and I got into both of those two guys through Joe Rogan. You know, like Joe Rogan's the Godfather yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, and. I love Joe because he just encourages everyone. Well, not yeah. everyone, but not everyone. if he thinks you're interesting enough, he's going to say, man, start Do your own thing. Do your own thing. You know, like, don't benefit me. Benefit yourself. And that is one of the things that's really cool about that dude. Is he? And I don't think I, I wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for Joe Rogan, Duncan Trussell, and Chris Ryan, really. I mean, like, those dudes inspired me but then they also encouraged me and me because i no, well yeah you were the you were the you opened the door and then when i stepped through i found those dudes yeah you know they were inside the door i mean i gotta tip my hat to you because i don't know if i could ever pull off a podcast like this and then i guess you kind of do just have to go for it am i pulling it off yeah i'd say so (laughs) that's the biggest question that i always have is like Am I pulling it off? And, you know, I had, uh, I've talked to a couple of different people and they're like, yeah, dude, you're doing it. You dude, know, you're, you're on Podkicker. You're on my app. That's true. That's I'm on Podkicker, man. That is crazy. <laughs> it is a podcast. I mean, what, it, what more does it need to be? You know, like what more? And that's, that's what I think is so cool about the internet. And that I think everybody should have a website. Everybody, you got to give, you got to put something out there for people to support. You got to have a footprint. Yeah. Like, and and I think when you start intentionally putting something out there for people to consume, it put that's why it took me so long. I mean, you know how long it took me to put out a podcast. Like you I probably have I actually do have like probably four or five recordings with you. That I, I remember doing like one or two of those. Well, we drove to the canyon. Do you remember that yeah, one? Driving yeah, to the canyon yeah. and so I have a bunch of recordings. Uh, it just it took me so long to work up the courage, you know. And 
and I blame a lot of it on courage. A lot of it's laziness too. You know, like you have to like not only get through the courage aspect of like. So, when you start something, everybody starts telling you how you should probably be doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do. And they start, you know, and it's like, bitch, I'm doing something. Like you know, like not to not to say that you don't appreciate it or well, whatever, yeah. you know. But take the input, but don't always apply it. Yeah, it's hard because it's like, dude, I'm doing the best I can now. So if I start trying to do the best you can yeah i'm not gonna be able to i'm not gonna i'm gonna be frozen again you know i'm not gonna be doing anything and you and it's never gonna be perfect that's the other thing that's like really hard to get over is like you listen back to the podcast and it's like should i have put that out <laughs> you know almost every one of them I, screw it. <laughs> yeah it's like screw it man who do i what do i care you know like the Anybody who listens can listen, and if they don't want to listen, they don't have to listen. You know, I'm just putting it out there for for people if they want to listen. If they have want. you ever thought about maybe in it listening to these? Oh, day? oh, dude, I've definitely thought about that, and that's one of the reasons I'm doing it. Honestly, is like one of the one of the things I kind of regret now having not done was setting up a recorder uh, on the changing table for changing diapers. And it sounds ridiculous if you're not a parent, it, <laughs> a right? Bit, right? Yeah, it sounds like... ridiculous. But you have these little conversations because, mm-hmm. like, whenever I look at him, I see the potential of the world. You know, it's like very gravitos. You know, like it's a big ass thing. It's like I look at him, and it's like, dude, you're not gonna remember this. You know, when you're flying spaceships or sitting in class or doing whatever the hell he's gonna do he's not gonna remember me like wiping his little ass after he pooped all you know what i'm saying and but like while i'm like looking at him and you know you're kind of talking to him trying to keep him happy and like they're little they don't have any clue what's going on they're looking around but i can remember specifically the first time he looked at something and knew that he was looking at something you know changing his diaper and it's like he looks at it and then he realizes it is something. And then he looks at me and he realizes, oh, dude, you're something, you know? And like that that moment of connection, like little babies' brains are just connecting all the time, like plugging it like a big switchboard. I imagine like a big yeah, old school switchboard. Connections have never and, been made. Yeah, they've never – it's new. Every day people like – you know, the good book says there's nothing new under the sun. That's bullshit. That's bullshit because that baby's brain is brand new and every single connection is new. It it wasn't forged before. Now, granted, there is a that's, template. There's a blueprint. Everyone experiences that. Though. Everyone experiences it, but that doesn't take away from the individual experiencing it, right? So, like, that's the beauty of, like, a psychedelic experience or something or, like, a spiritual experience or a... I'm scared out of my mind halfway up a climbing pitch and I'm about to fuck up and I could break my leg, you know? It's the individual experience of clipping bolts that compels you up the wall, you know? Like that's that's the thing is it's is it has happened before, right? I'm climbing bolts that other people have bolted. But me climbing that route is completely different than somebody else climbing that route because I'm experiencing it, you know? Like I'm having to get through it and... 
So it's the same, it's the same thing, but it's a different imprint. Like, you know, I mean, it's like, a. cause I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot, like recently. That's why I wish I had to set up a recorder. Cause I was talking to the kid the whole time. It's like, what are you going to do? You know, like changing his little diaper and he's, you know, squirming around. It's like, what are you going to do with your life? Are you going to be a loser like your dad? You know, are you, are you going to be, uh, bad in school like your dad or are you gonna do good in school like your mom are you gonna be athletic like your dad or are you gonna be athletic like your mom you know are you not even gonna like athletics are you gonna be a video game designer or that you know happen what not being athletic oh yeah because the <laughs> genetics <laughs> i hope i hope dude he's already a little maniac man he climbs all over everything but where would we where do we start at with this? I was talking about record. Oh, Nothing Emmett here. listening. Emmett listening yeah, to the yeah, podcast yeah. in the future. You know, it's it's one of those things, man. I think I am who I am right now. And I want Emmett to know who I am right now. I want Emmett to know whenever I'm twenty years from now, I want him to actually know me. I don't want him ever to feel compelled to lie to me. Like he can't tell me the truth. You know? That's one that's one of the biggest conflictions I've had recently about how do you speak in front of your kid? What do you expose your kid to? What what do you let them see about you and not see about you? Um, I think you can be authentic to your kid and still protect their innocence. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, man, I want him to know me. Whenever he thinks back on me, whenever he's older, I want him to know who I am. You know, actually know who I am. The way Shannon knows who I am. The way my friends know who I am. The way, the way that, like, I think it's cool how people who know you know you better than you know yourself because you can hide from yourself in your brain, right? You can hide your compulsions. You can tell yourself a story, but other people see right through you. They, they see who you actually are. They see when you're being a little bitch or when you're being a certain way, you know? Yeah, we see a side of you that you'll never see. I'll never see it, you know? And that's the, that's the, that's why you have to have people around you that engage you and know you and care about you and actually want the best for you. Because, And that's one of the things I told Shannon is like, I hope if somebody listens to this podcast, well, actually, I guess it wouldn't really matter because I've had enough people encourage me now. But, you know, if, if I'm really failing at something, I want somebody that comes up and says, Dexter, you need to do go in a different direction or Dexter, you need to do this in a loving, honest way, you know? Uh, because that's, that's the thing, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but you know, like if somebody's doing something and no one ever tells them like, you're missing the mark, you know, like you're, you're missing it. Like you, you need to be doing something different. You need to be pursuing something. You keep on making this mistake. Right, right. You keep making the mistake in your life instead of being yourself and instead of like pursuing what you want to do in your life. You're pursuing what everybody else wants you to do, you know? Instead of sticking with that person that's toxic in your life, dude, you need to switch it. You need to go to somebody. You need to get that toxic person out of your life. It takes love, you know? Like somebody has to really be able to see you and see that it's not healthy for you in order to compel you out of that situation, you know? But but yeah, I hope Emmett listens to these in the future. He might be one of the only people. <laughs> 
Um, that, that would be awesome. Man. It would be awesome. I, I kind of want to start, once he starts talking and really gets a grip on everything, I think I'm going to try to start his own podcast. <laughs> like, like, be there, like, yeah, there's a bunch of really successful kids on YouTube, and they just oh, do yeah, that's true. Weird things, that's you true. Think people would watch, but yeah, like mo- mainly it's other kids watching, yeah, kids yeah, they're stuff. learning, and like that's the thing is, I think our perception of what economy is and what getting a job is is going to be completely different for this younger generation. I mean, you have more earning potential by putting out your true self and your true like what you what what you're trying to do what makes you creative you know and a lot of the times it ends up like the entrepreneurs are the workaholics the ones that end up overworking because they believe in what they're doing so much that they can never turn it off Mm -hmm. you know and i think that that's possible hopefully where we're heading is innovation and encouragement for kids to be entrepreneurs and do what makes them want to work like what makes you want to work do that as much as possible you know maybe i don't know i think you that might be a stretch i don't know if it's going to be your kids generation but maybe maybe in the future yeah Um, not everyone not everyone has that luxury and I think that's just part of life. You you gotta. It's not everybody. You gotta do the necessities to get to what you really want to do. That's true. Some people want to work for NASA. Some people yeah. want to work within this huge conglomerate of an organization. Yeah. And we need them to. But not everyone can. Not everybody can. That's true. You gotta trade. You gotta chase your talents. Yeah. But um, so <clears throat> the last segment. Which granted, we're at hour seventeen. Been hammering it. Nice. Um. The last segment is man. It's actually a pretty big segment. You want to you want to pull it? Let's see. What is it? So um, I, it's climbing. What do you get out of it? What do you get out of rock climbing? Oh man, uh, m- injuries lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I, I love I. The thing that really drew me to climbing is the active pursuit in the the active problem solving. It is. Uh, I, I really like finding new things, uh, even not necessarily first ascent, just new to me and trying to figure it out. Uh, so lately, I don't really like people who spray bait all the time because mm. I kind of want to figure that out. I want to figure out the climb. I don't want someone to say, hey, you go right here, right here, and then left. Yeah. Left, hit this hole this way. It's like, man. That, that like, might not work for me. Yeah. When I first started band, it would take me days of trying stuff to finally get it. It would feel so good. And, you, you know, in a way, you're kind of chasing that dragon. Oh, yeah. Every time you climb. You, you just want to do another new cool climb mm-hmm. that pushes you in some way. Maybe not physically, but mentally. Or It's like every time you go out, it's an, it's it it's a different experience. Like even if you're getting on the same climb uh humidity or temperature or your personal like your injury if you're injured or if you new shoes new shoes yeah i mean there's so many and even like the vibe like yeah, climb that's why climbing dude. partners are so important and and clutch because when you have certain people there you don't even think about the spot you don't even think about the pad placement because everybody's moving pads and they're placing it to keep you the safest you don't even have to think about that kind of stuff and you can climb a lot harder i mean Look at us. We the main place we know and go to is Paladero. It's 
by far not the best climbing. It's dangerous. Yeah, in some ways it's very dangerous. But I've never been hurt out well, there too no, bad, not really. Yeah, I wouldn't say not any more dangerous than other places. Really. Yeah, it's just you got to always expect a hold. That yeah. even a hold you trust, this hold could go at any moment. Even yeah. holds you trust. Yes. Um, but I I say you could I don't I'm I'm cautious about saying that just because the climbing in the state park is a little questionable. Um, access oh yeah access wise yeah it makes me so mad because people can get just as injured biking or way more injured biking i i feel like your higher likelihood of going over your handlebars and going off a little cliff or something that not to say that they shouldn't be allowed biking i think that they should but to say climbing is more dangerous than mountain biking is a fallacy for sure because people that get hurt climbing down the canyon are not climbers yeah like and they're doing something they're doing something that they should would never do exactly yeah yeah but how do you regulate that you know i mean and granted that i think a lot of that is just staying on the trails most people get off the trails and they're trying to do something stupid and you know i've i've seen several people that are climbing dirt they're not climbing rock they don't even know the difference between rock and dirt and they're climbing dirt and it's like dude that will break (laughs) like soon like on you like it's not going to break later it's gonna break on you if you're climbing on that stuff and people do it anyway they put themselves in some super sketchy situations i'm i'm surprised more people haven't gotten hurt down there just hiking because that people hike in some precarious situations down there yeah um but back to climbing uh yeah i love the outdoors as well and it you know it just gives you another reason to go out there and spend some time um I'm not too heavy on the rope climbing. You know this. Uh, yeah. It's just there's not a lot around here. Mm-hmm. I haven't done too many of it, too much of it. Uh, I, I did like it. Um, it's just the gear. Yeah. I'd rather not fool with all that gear in travel to yeah. get there. If if I live in a different place with rope climbing, I could definitely see myself. Getting way more involved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I'm the same way. I... I don't necessarily prefer bouldering over sport climbing. I've never tried climbed, but um, dude, you do what you have access to, and we have the most access to bouldering. Exactly. I, a lot of climbers will look at Amarillo and be like, "Man, that's a sucky place to live as a climber." But we're pretty close to some good stuff. We have Roy, which is we're locals. On, yeah, it's now on the map as being one of the better bouldering areas out right now. Yeah premiere uh and we're three hours away from there we're three hours away from the wichita mountains in oklahoma that have really good uh traditional routes Mm -hmm. and then yeah we're we're eight hours from waco eight hours from denver we're lucky to have powder we are lucky to have powder man it is a blessing like powder canyon and that's the thing is every i go these periods where i don't go down there for a little while and then i go down and every single time i go down it's like man why am i not down here all the time it's beautiful the canyon is beautiful. The landscape around it, the geology is just, it's a different world down in the canyon for sure. I love it down there, man. And there's still some untapped places. There is. There's a lot of untapped places. And that, I I have to tip my hat to you, Austin Tipton, because, dude, I've, you've probably discovered 
more boulders down there than anybody else, than any other one person, I bet. Lance has gotten a lot, for sure. But new climbs, maybe bombing, maybe Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the numbers or anything. But I, you got a lot of yeah. like stuff that, in areas that I'm like, dude, I've walked all over this area. There's nothing more to be found. And then lo and behold, you'll pull out like a classic, like a good climb that I we go to it. And I'm like, dude, this is a good climb. Like, I, how did you find this thing? You know, it's just plucking around, walking around the Boulder Canyon. You know, like it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, I, and that even the first time I found you, you and Pushman were out there sharing a pair of shoes, just finding stuff, <laughs> just wondering. Yeah. Like, what are you guys not? a good guide or anything i think there was one on rockclimbing.com and bad descriptions i mean the descriptions on mountain project aren't great either Mm. but i have uh every boulder that's out there on mountain project i've located on the gps so there that little google earth map oh yeah it's very accurate okay nice uh, people listening yeah interested um yeah man i don't know what it is i'm just uh i tend to get bored easily (laughs) And well, I, you're I'm you're curious. in the, you're in for the adventure. Yeah, like yeah. you're an adventurer. You and know, that's why I love Roy. Yeah, because you just see the potential of that. Oh, dude, has. it is ridiculous. Like people, people who haven't been there don't even know the potential of that place. You know, it is crazy. I can't. I I can't wait to get back. Like I, granted, having a kid has slowed some things down. And Shannon, when Shannon was in school and stuff getting out there but man i want to start getting out there a lot more man it's just a that's a beautiful place too man mm-hmm. like mistino right is that what how you pronounce it yeah mills and, canyon i think is what it's like the old school name for. yeah well the road heads into mills canyon yeah the road and then um, you have to turn off that to yeah to, I, i'm to not jump. sure if what the whole canyon complex is named it's you know it's the side canyons have names mm. same with paladero you know, Paladero is the main canyon, but then there's side canyons like Cedar Canyon. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, there's like Tub Springs Canyon and stuff like that. Yeah. Or they kind of call them draws in Paladero. Oh, they're so, called draws. Yeah, Mastino Canyons called Mastino Canyons. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, amazing. Uh, yeah, let's definitely plan some. Blake actually texted me like a week ago. Oh, about, did he? Yeah. Yeah, we need to get a big trip together with like just a a group like the whole am we need to do an amarillo climbing meetup in roy new mexico in the in the canyon go do uh, a big weekend did you were at the first gathering right were you at the first gathering uh roy no no in the canyon it lance put it all together it was back in the day like he called it the gathering because there were so many different groups climbing in the canyon yeah. that didn't didn't climb with each other and so Lance put this thing together, and it was like he just called it the gathering. And we had like a group of maybe like fifteen people, like three or four different groups. I think you were there, maybe three or four different groups that didn't climb yeah. together. It'd be weird if I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were there. I'm pretty sure you were there, but uh, I think it was before the gym opened, actually. But I'm pretty sure you were there because you were one of the satellite. You were like one of the yeah, satellite yeah, groups I was that. One of those groups. Yeah, you were one of the groups that came together <laughs> for it. Yeah, Pushman and you. That's hilarious. All right. Um Yeah, we covered it. We covered it all. It yeah, we're at we're at an hour twenty seven. You got anything else you wanna say before we wrap it up? 
you'll be on again. Yeah, man, I I think we're we're good. This yeah, time, right? yeah, we covered a lot of ground. I feel like we're pretty good on it. Um, I do look forward to. That. I need to start having you as a regular guest. I feel like. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. Just, I just good conversation. Yeah, it's just good conversation, and you're the reason I'm doing podcasting. So I feel like you should be a regular guest. So, but anyway, people, thank you for listening. I'm gonna play you out um, with Odyssey, the song. What did I say the song was called? Do you remember? Oh man. Um, I said it earlier. Uh, auto? No, it's. Oh, auto. afterthought. Afterthought. That's, That's what right, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, enjoy, and until next time, peace. See ya.